The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage. But intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. You've walked this path many times before. It's a chance to think, especially about your future. How will you turn your retirement dreams into reality? Will you have enough gold for your golden years? Your choices for building funds for retirement can be complicated. Fortunately, you have a friend in the community who can help you make the right decisions. That's your modern Woodman agent. Your agent is a skilled professional who will listen to your needs and desires and then work with you to create a plan that uses the right financial products to achieve your retirement goals. Build a lasting professional relationship with a trusted financial advisor. Hi, this is Thomas Chandler, your local Modern Woodman representative. Give me a call today at 662-296-0186. Let's make a difference together. Hotty toddy and go Rebs. Get in touch with your agent today. Modern Woodman of America. Touching lives, securing futures. The Modern Woodman phone line. Cool, we'll talk. No big whoop. No big whoop. Where the best Ole Miss guests from far and wide drop in to talk the very latest in Rebel Sports. Modern Woodman, let's make a difference together. Join me now on the Modern Woodman phone line. It's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director, back again on Talk of Champions. He's a popular man. Just made the hire of Lane Kiffin. And, yeah, Keith, you've been busy. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Finally got a little sleep last night, which is great. I feel recharged, ready to go, Ben. So on Sunday, that Sunday, when Matt Luke has been dismissed, when did you hit the ground running? When did you really start to vet candidates and things like that? Uh, right away. You know, right away. And, and, you know, I've said it in a couple of other things. That's just the unfortunate part of this business is, you know, you have to make a really emotional decision a hard decision with coach Luke and, 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 you know, you let him go and, you know, that's a hard deal. And Matt's a friend and will always be a friend and just a really hard, hard decision. But, you know, you know, you got to move on and you got to kind of take that next step. And uh, we jumped on the phones right away and, and started working with Chad with Ventura and, and, and started, you know, reaching out. So it, it happened right away. And, and uh, we, we hit the ground running and, and the search, uh, the search went pretty well. 
Unfortunately for me, in the last six years, I've covered, I think, three, maybe four coaching searches. It's been a lot. Y'all have been busier than me because y'all have had to actually make the hires. Point being is that I've seen what ADs have to do. You always are paying attention. You're always formulating the list. You have to have that. So I've kind of pushed back against some who said, well, Ole Miss doesn't have a plan. You had a plan, but now that you've done it and you've succeeded in your plan, can you explain it maybe not in full detail because I know you can't go into full detail about what your plan was, but what was the plan overall in terms of how you were going to attack this? Well, I think I think what you have to look at is, you know, what what are the you know, what what is the foundation for kind of what you want your program to be? And I think as as I was saying, you kind of kind of look around the landscape and and watch for coaches that that you want your program to look like. And you know, we wanted someone to come in that was you know creative and more offensive and uh, you know exciting and, and those type of things to galvanize the fan base. And so that those are kind of the targets that we started looking at, you know, different coaches that fit that, fit that mold. And so, you know, we started making calls and, and vetting people and, and going through that and figuring out, you know, who had interest, who didn't have interest and, and all of those things. So the first couple of days were really just more of that than anything, you know, just, just getting the, the lay of the land and, you know, find out where there might be mutual interest with, with some of these candidates that fit, fit that mold. So we did that and, and then started getting on the phones and, and, and talking to coaches and, you know, like I said, I think the process was, was pretty smooth and, and we were able to you know, accomplish all we wanted to and, and talk to a lot of coaches and, and, and ultimately find the right one. Because of the early signing period, you knew you had to move quickly. Did you have a target date in mind or do you not limit yourself when you go into searches like this as far as when you need to have a coach in place? Well, I think as quick as possible. You know, and that's, that's what I kind of said in that press conference as well. We were going to find the best coach and do it as, as efficiently as we could. And, you know, I think we accomplished that, you know, obviously I, you kind of lost a week there, I guess, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, we, we missed our, our official visits last weekend, which we had a big group coming in. Uh, and I think they're going to try to make up a lot of those, you know, starting tonight and, and this weekend, but, uh, but yeah, we wanted to move fast and, you know, we wanted to make sure you, you want to move fast, you want to move efficient, but you want to make sure that you're doing your due diligence as well. And so I felt like we were able to do that again, Chad was instrumental in that, you know, working with agents and, and different people, you know, along the way and, and making sure that we were doing all that due diligence and background work. And, uh, you know, we, we moved quickly. And, and I think that, uh, you know, really kind of all things considered, you know, I'm not sure that we could have gotten it done, you know, even any faster than we did. And, and Coach Kiffin is now able to hit the ground running. We're trying to hire staff and, and get everybody on board. But uh, I think the process was pretty smooth. You were actively involved in the hiring of Kermit Davis, but – in this one, you were the guy, you were leading it, you were doing it, it was your search. It's different because I think you kind of got introduced to all the people that are going to be in your ear as far as the current staff, recruits that don't know what's going on, media that's trying to figure out what's going on. What was the number one thing you learned as far as the other areas of the search that people don't really think about, that you still have to balance that too while you're still trying to find a head coach? Yeah, you know, to me, confidentiality is, is the key. And I, I learned that a lot in the, in the Kermit Davis search that, you know, you've got to do things and you, and you, got, you want to be professional and you want to, you know, you don't ever want to you know, step on another AD's toes or, or those type of things. And, and you want to do things the right way. But these things can get really sideways really quickly if things start to leak. And so, you know, to me, I, I was really buttoned down. You know, I worked in my office and my door closed a lot. And, uh, and and work the phones and, and, and different things, um, you know, and, and I look back and, you know, I, I wish that maybe I could have helped let some of our staff, you know, help me a little bit throughout the process. But I was just really concerned about, you know, even just the smallest leak and, 
and, and how that could, could turn the search upside down. So, um, you know, probably maybe would have involved a few more people if I'd had to do it over again. But, um, you know, that was just a decision that I made. And, and again, really relied on Chad to help me from that standpoint. But, you know, I think these searches are, they're hard they're really hard. And, um, you know, when you're, you got so many moving parts, you got agents involved, you got, like you said, media, you know, hiding in the bushes at airports and, you know, all those things. And I guess that wasn't media. That was maybe more of a fan, but, you know, you just got a lot of things that you learn and, and you got to make sure that you're, you're crossing all the T's, dotting the I's and, and making sure that you're doing things as, as efficiently and uh, as confidentiality as, as you can. Yeah. I wasn't hiding in any bushes, Keith. <laughs> it wasn't you. No, wasn't me. As far as the hiring process goes, whenever you zeroed in on Lane, when did it get truly serious? And when did you know, yeah, this is my guy? Because you said with Kermit, you sat down, the enthusiasm for the job. What was the enthusiasm like when you talked to Lane initially? Did you get that same sense? I did. I did. And we actually we talked on the phone for a little while uh, midweek. And um, that was great. And it, it really piqued my interest. I, I, I could feel you know, through the phone that, that he was very interested in our job. And, and obviously he had a few things going uh, with maybe another opportunity or two, but I could tell that he was very interested in, in Ole Miss. Obviously his brother had coached here. He had spent time in Oxford and he understood kind of the landscape here. Um, and so when I went down to, to meet with him, you know, I wanted to make sure we covered all the bases. Uh, we met for about three hours and just had a, a really good conversation. You know, we talked really about everything, really candid conversations about his journey and, um, kind of some of the things that he's gone through along the way to, to get to this point and just got a real comfort, you know, comfort, comfortable feeling with him that, you know, he was ready to kind of take that next step, get back to the S and C, um, you know, that this was an opportunity that he was very, very interested in. He loved our roster. You know, he loved everything about the way we do things. And I think he, he liked the fact that I was a new AD and we could kind of do this thing together and, and hopefully be here a long time together. Um, and that was great. Um, and, you know, just, again, we talked about his journey and, and some of the mistakes he's made along the way and his growth along the way. And I, I got, I got comfortable with, you know, the fact that he was ready to come and, and you know, come to Ole Miss and, and build something that was, you know, going to be done the right way and, and sustainable, uh, and hopefully be here a long time. So it was a great conversation. I left that conversation feeling really good, uh, about the, the opportunity of, of bringing him here. And, um, you know, it worked out and, and everybody's excited. Lane brought it up on Monday, but it wasn't in the contract language. What's his buyout? Um, you know, that's that's probably something that we need to keep, you know, between between him and me and, and our staff. Um, but it, it is it is sizable. You know, it, he he showed us that he was willing to stay and that he wants to stay. Um, and and he kind of put that out there that he was willing to do that. And it made me feel really good because I think you know instability is just the, the hardest thing in this business. Is you you got a lot of coaching turnover at times, whether it be you know, because you have to let a coach go or a coach is doing well and he moves on. Um, and I think when you're stable and you, you have somebody that wants to build it the right way and for the long term, you know, that was one of the things that was very, very attractive about, about Lane is that he, he, he talked about that and how he wanted to do that. So uh, we got some good, some good language in there for, for the Rebels, and, and hopefully Lane will be with us for a long time. As far as the cycle itself, did that have any factor or play any role in the decision to move on from Matt Luke? Because it felt like it was a good cycle to be hiring a new head coach because Ole Miss, if you looked at it overall, was inarguably one of the top jobs out there. You could say Florida State too, but really when you talk to coaches, I'm assuming that they view this job among the best opportunities in this cycle. It was a unique cycle in that way. Absolutely, and I, I think I mentioned that in um, you know in one of my press conferences is that you know we, we knew our job was going to be attractive, 
And we knew that there would be a lot of interest and, and, you know, folks that that would want to come and explore this opportunity. So, yeah, I think it did. And and again, I think just with some of the things I mentioned with the apathy and, and just the fact that I thought we were, we were going to lose some fans that that maybe we just would never get back. And so um, all those things kind of coming together, the fact that, you know, our job was going to be attractive relative to other, you know, positions that were open out there. Um, I just felt like it was the right time to, to make the change and, you know, I think as we as we sit here today that, you know, it was it was the right move. And, and now we just got to go and, and win some games and, and do things the right way. And, and I know that's what Coach Kiffin's preparing to do. There was a lot of outside pressure, a lot of momentum from Lane Kiffin from fans. And I know you don't make a hire and let it be dictated by fans, but do you allow any of that to influence you or do you just take it, listen to it, and still just decide what you think is in the best interest of Ole Miss? Like how do you handle outside influences in searches like this? Well, I've said this numerous times. I'm always going to do what I think is best for Ole Miss. And, you know, that's that's my job, and that's that's what I've signed up to do. Um, you know, certainly, you know, you could hear some of that some of that noise and, and you could hear some of that excitement and, and the push for, for Coach Kiffin. But, again, I, like I said, I, I kind of got in my office, closed the door, uh, you know, stayed off the Internet, stayed off of, of social as much as I possibly could, and just tried to, to, to go with the facts and, and go with, you know, the things that were in front of me. Um, you know, talking to people and, and checking references and, and doing those type of things. And, and ultimately, you know, every coach in our pool fit the mold of the type of coach we wanted. You know, somebody that was going to come in and, uh, and you know, do things the right way, but also, you know, galvanize and energize and, and bring excitement to our fan base and, and, our, and our team. And so, you know, everybody that we, we talked to fit that mold. And so, you know, when, when the buzz for Coach Kiffin, you know, kind of popped, you know, he was already on the list, high on the list. And so we just continue to explore that. So, um, you know, I think that's a, certainly a positive. And, and obviously, you know, with the reception he got at the announcement and, you know, just, just some of the buzz we're getting in our ticket office and our foundation right now, you can tell that everyone's really, really excited. Um, so I think that's a great thing. And if you can accomplish both of those, get the right person, the right fit, uh, and then obviously make the, make the fans and the donors happy and the team happy, uh, I think you hit a home run when you do that. What's the most wrong bit of information that you saw get out there that just completely incorrect with your search? <laughs> well, there was a, there was a few things. I mean, there was there was a couple of coaches' names that got really hot during the week that probably weren't as hot as as, as they were internally. Um, you know, there was some 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 talk of of money that had been raised, you know, to buy out Coach Luke and his staff that you know just quite frankly wasn't true. Um, you know, there's a lot of things out there that I'm hearing. And, and again, I'm trying not to think about those. Things. I'm trying to be focused on, you know, what I need to do and, and find the right person and, and all those things. But, you know, it's hard sometimes when, when there are things out there, and, you know, for us, we just want to continue to monitor some of that stuff because we don't want it to get in the way of our search or get in the way of a decision that we, we need to make. And, and it, you know, things like that just don't need to catch legs when there's really not a lot of truth to some of that stuff. So we monitor it. And, and certainly, you know, there's people around here that, that help me with that. But, uh, you know, overall, I think, you know, nothing that was out there got way out of way out of bounds and, um, you know, was something that we, we felt like we needed to respond to or anything like that. But, uh, yeah, when, when it's quiet, you know, something's going to fill that void. And, and I know people were doing their jobs and, and trying to, you know, trying to find a lot of, a lot of information, but, uh, you know, I think we did a pretty good job of, of keeping things quiet. As far as the other hires, what's the timetable for volleyball and softball? Well, volleyball will, will happen sooner rather than later. And, uh, we have a committee that's working on that one right now, obviously softball, uh, with Ruben Felix, he's going to be the interim coach and, uh, he'll coach the team, you know, throughout the season. So 
So I would assume that probably, you know, midway through the season, somewhere in there, we start kind of assessing the landscape and, and, you know, what that looks like. And obviously, you know, give Ruben a, a great look as well. You know, he'll have an opportunity to, to have an interview throughout the season. So um, that's kind of what that looks like. But I would expect volleyball you know, to happen, you know, in a reasonably soon time frame. Are you going to run point on both of those searches or is someone else? I will not. I will not. Uh, Lynette Johnson will run will run point on volleyball. And then as we get into the spring, uh, she will likely run point on that one as well with, with the committee. And, and I'll be involved, certainly. But uh, more, more kind of on the, the end of the process and, and not as much with the vetting of, of initial candidates and those types of things. Where are you on hiring your number two? Um, you know, that was kind of my priority about two weeks ago <laughs> to get yeah. that done. And uh, a few things have happened since then. So right. that's, been, that's been stalled a little bit. But uh, I actually have a few calls this afternoon with some potential candidates. And uh, I'm going to work on that over the weekend. So um, that's, that's very, very important. Um, because that person will will likely oversee football on a day to day basis, and so um, you know finding the right person there and, and somebody that can work with Coach Kiffin on a day to day basis and, and be lockstep with him, and then obviously you know work with me and, and on some of the other external you know units here in the department. So it's a, it's an extremely important hire, and uh, want to make sure we get that one right. Yeah, I didn't get a phone call, Keith. <laughs> you're you're a little farther down the list. Oh, then, okay. But right. stay, stay tuned. Stay all right, tuned. All right, all right. Would you prefer that hire to come internally or externally? Um, you know, I think I'm always open to to whatever is the best option. You know, uh, there 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 is likely uh, you know going to be a, a bigger pool from the outside part of the of the of the pool, um, but there may be a candidate or two internally that that might get in the mix as well. So I'm um, just going to look at all options and, and try to find the best person that fits you know, our needs and, and can certainly be that person that works with football you know, very, very closely. Returning staff in the athletics building, are you going to have evaluations of anyone in there? You inherited a lot of the people in that building. Do you give them all a chance? Are they still working normally? I mean, wh- what's it like in there? Yeah, and I said this too. We have a really, really good staff. And you know, you, you're always evaluating. You know, every day you're evaluating. But you know we have we have a great staff. We have leaders of, of different units that do tremendous work. Um, you know, obviously worked with a lot of these people for a long, long time. And you know, we'll we'll always tweak and move and shake and, and do different things. But you know, I don't see any mass you know wholesale changes, those type of things. Um, and and we'll look at all that. But I, I'm very happy with our staff and and the things that they've done and been so supportive. You know, of me this first couple of weeks as things have been a little crazy. And then now as we just, you know, try to hire a football staff, they've been very supportive and helpful with that as well. So, you know, right now we're in a good place and uh, feel really good about our staff. Just got to get these other, you know, couple of bodies in here to, to get back to full staff. What are the big projects on the docket? You know, I, I don't think we have anything major right now. Um, you know, we're, certainly softball is, is one that we want to look at here in the next, you know, 12 to 18 months of trying to do something over there that, that is pretty significant. Uh, we are doing the new track locker room. Uh, that will be, you know, a couple million dollar project. Um, we've looked at potentially a football, you know, locker room enhancement, um, but but nothing, you know, outside of the maybe five to ten million dollar range. You know, I think now that I'm in the the permanent seat, we can really start to look at kind of what a long term goal looks like. Do we need to do something with the stadium? You know, uh, is there are there other kind of larger capital projects that we need to look at that, you know, would would you know maybe uh, we need to start another capital campaign? Those type of things. So. Um, we'll, we'll look at all that. Got some ideas, but uh, in the short term, just more of these, you know, two to ten million dollar type projects that you know kind of help with some of our, our sports that haven't been touched in a while. What role did Glenn Boyce play in the football search, and what has the relationship been like so far? 
the relationship has been great. Um, I really enjoyed working with Glenn. I think he's going to be great for Ole Miss athletics. He's a big uh, athletics fan. He understands this world. He understands that, you know, this is the kind of the front porch to the university and, and a big part of our branding. And, and he wants to be supportive of that. Um, you know, as far as the search goes, he was very supportive. Um, you know, I kind of kept him updated, you know, daily and talked about where we were with everything and, you know, talking him through different candidates and those type of things. But um, he was just more there to support and, and wanted, you know, wanted to be kept up to date and in the loop on things. But, uh, you know, let me let me run the search, which I, I really appreciated. And you know, I think that's kind of how he's going to be as chancellor. He's going to be there to support and he understands the value of athletics, but he's going to let us do our jobs. And, and I think that's the way it's it's got to be. So really excited to work with him and, and the others on the senior leadership group on campus. You know, I think it's going to be a, a fun ride and can't wait to, to really get rolling with uh, with Glenn. Like I've mentioned before, conflicting information out there and different type of rumors. When there are different rumors out there, some bad rumors can get started. So was it you and you alone that made the decision on Matt, or did it come from different places? It, it was me. It was me. And, and I, you know, I had some advisors. I talked to different people and, you know, didn't make it in a vacuum. But uh, ultimately, I was the one that, that had to make the decision and uh, have the conversation and, and all those things, which was which was tough. But, uh, you know, again, some trusted advisors um, that, that helped me along the way, talked about kind of pros and cons and in different scenarios and, and different things. And ultimately, you know, I had to kind of put all that information together and, and make a, an informed and you know educated decision on it. But ultimately, it was me. It was me that made the decision. Did you feel that the response to the Ole Miss job out there on the search trail was significant and if it was what do you think the number was as far as who you really considered coach-wise yeah I think it was very significant I mean I think I think everybody felt like this was a, a great place to come to um, you know I think the thing that that Oxford you know and, and Ole Miss has that maybe some others don't is just you know the charm and you know the quality of life and, and those type of things that factor in to the position as well and but yeah I mean they, all the coaches that I talked to were very very interested in our job um, you know, thought that, that we could win here, that we could do it and sustain it and, and could go win a national championship. You know, I had multiple coaches talking about, you know, if you can get out of the SEC West, which we've been very close to doing on a couple of occasions, you know, get to Atlanta, you've got a chance to, to win that game and go play for a national championship. So um, a lot of coaches talked about that, and I, and I like that, and I believe that as well. But, um, you know, I think I think ultimately, you know, it came down to probably four or five people that were, were kind of in the mix and, then you narrow that down to a couple and, and you end up with a, a great, great candidate in, in Coach Kiffin that's going to be here for a long time. One of the last things, Ross was actively involved with Matt Luke as far as putting together his staff. Do you have any voice or any say in that conversation with Lane Kiffin or do you give him autonomy to go do what he wants and really you just set the number for what he has to go hire the assistants he wants to get? You know, I, I think it's it's one of those where I've got to be involved, and, and he knows that he can he, he has autonomy to you know obviously with our old staff if he wants to keep some of those or not or, or whatever bring in new people, but we've got to get involved as we you know we kind of background check on some of these coaches and, and do different things and, and certainly even just with the HR process you know I think it's 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 you know coaches sometimes get frustrated with the fact that we can't just bring a coach in and he can start working in an hour you know there's just a process to it so we've had a great group of people here internally that have been helping with that. So there's, you know, it's, it's a, it's kind of a collaborative process. You know, ultimately he's going to be the one making decisions on, on who's coming in, but we just got to make sure that everybody's on the same page and um, that we get a great staff that's going to work hard, recruit well, coach well, uh, and ultimately, and, and most importantly, do things the right way. So we'll, we'll be in this all together and, and hopefully here over the next couple of weeks, we can get the staff filled out. 
What has Greg Sankey's response been to Lane coming to the SEC? It's been good. It's been good. I talked to Greg a couple times last week, and I know he's spoken with Lane a couple times since since the the announcement. Um, you know, I think he has a good relationship with Lane, and and uh, you know, I think we'll be in a in a good spot there. But uh, you know, I certainly was talking to him along the way about different candidates and different things, and um, you know, I think he's excited to have you know someone like Lane back in the league with the charisma and the you know, the energy and, and, you know, certainly somebody that's going to be very competitive and, and win a lot of games. It's true, too, that you have to run potential assistant hires by the SEC office, too, right? So if somebody has something in background, uh, maybe NCAA stuff or whatever, the SEC's got to put a stamp of approval on particular guys, right, that you, I guess, approach them with. Yeah, we, we send in really every candidate to the SEC and the NCAA for background checks. And, you know, I don't know that it's necessarily a stamp of approval that, that has to be gotten, but you know, certainly you talk through different candidates and, and pros and cons. And if you want to potentially take a risk here or there, that type of thing. But, you know, we want to make sure that the SEC and the NCAA understand that we want to do things the right way. Obviously, with what we've been through, um, we don't ever want to go back through that again. So we're going to be talking to them. We're going to be making sure that, that they're aware of the people we're looking at and, and potentially going to hire and those type of things. And we'll make sure that they have a comfort level with, with those people. See, all you have to do is if the NCAA comes back to not go through it again is just close the door in their face, Keith. <laughs> well, that's what you hear. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not sure if that works or not, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what strategy we use, but I'm telling you, Ben, that's not going to happen again. We're, we're not going to have to worry about that. We're going to do things the right way. NCAA is not going to be, not going to be coming back to Oxford. Oh, I, I love saying stuff to make you have to give me an AD answer. That's, that's my favorite thing. I love <laughs> throwing that at you. All right, last question. Diplomatic, man. Yes, diplomatic. Are you going to have the Grove Bowl on a baseball weekend? I got one in mind. You got Vanderbilt coming into town right when the Grove Bowl could be. You got to have it on a baseball weekend to make sure that not only 15,000 show up for the spring game, but also for baseball. Yeah, and I believe we're we're finalizing that, and it, and it may change a little bit now. Obviously, with the new coaching staff, you know, you, you kind of bring up a good point. We probably need to start talking about that. I don't know that anybody's even looked that far down the road. See, if you'd have gotten down time. your list to Ben on your number two, I'm just saying. That's right. You'd you'd be on that. You'd be on that. Mm -hmm. but, no, we we love to try to coordinate that with with baseball if we can because it gives you know gives fans a good reason to come to Oxford and you know see a lot of a lot of Ole Miss athletics and and have a great time. So we'll certainly look at that and you know, see what time the, what, what weekends kind of fall in that time frame that we could do that. But uh, yeah, certainly we'll look to do that. For guys like Jerry on Ely and John Rice Plumley, that the agreement was they can play both sports. Those are honored, right? Like previous commitments you make to players. I don't know if you have really any say in that, but is that a conversation that comes up with Lane, for example, like, Hey, we've got two guys here, key cogs for football, but look, they're, they're going to play baseball. That was part of the agreement. Does that go into any discussion at all? You know, I would think that would be honored. Um, you know, again, I, I haven't specifically spoken to Coach Kiffin about that, but he, you know, he, he's the type of person that understands that and wants the best for, for the student athletes. And um, both of those young men are, are going to, you know, hopefully be contributors on the baseball team as well. So I would assume that that would move forward as, as planned and uh, just not sure if they've had that specific conversation yet. He's Keith Carter, Ole Miss Athletics Director. I know you've talked about this stuff ad nauseum. I know that you've been having interview requests come at you left and right. Thank you for doing this, my friend. I appreciate it. We'll talk again. Thank you, Ben. Talk soon. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.